Welcome to the Think Podcast with Joel Sedicase. I'm Joel Sedicase, and this is the show that tackles impossible questions from a biblical perspective to help you explain, share, and defend the Christian message, defend your faith. Now, within Christianity, there are many streams, many movements. All Christians are united around the gospel of Jesus Christ. However, within the Big C Church, the Universal Church, there are movements that disagree about some of the peripheral issues, those issues that are not central to the gospel. But what happens when you dig a little deeper in certain movements is that sometimes you realize that some of those issues actually aren't very peripheral, but actually can have a major impact on the central issue, even on the gospel itself. Now, one of those movements, and the one that we're going to dig into today, is the charismatic movement, the so-called charismatic movement. And our goal in this episode is not to throw anybody under the bus, we're not trying to slander anybody, but rather, we want to follow scripture and test every spirit. Now, my guest today, Dwayne Atkinson, who is the host of the Bar Podcast, is going to help us do exactly that, going to help us test every spirit by sharing his own story. So who's Dwayne Atkinson? Well, he was born and raised in Turkey, North Carolina, not the country. He has never been afraid of public speaking, and you might say that radio hosting and podcasting has always been his destiny. And man, if you listen to the to the Bar podcast, that really shines through. It's an excellent podcast, and he is interviewing some of the most interesting people in the Big C Church. And uh uh, um, one of those interesting people actually was me. He just interviewed me earlier today. And so we're, we're doubling up. We're recording a double episode. So I'm probably the least interesting person that he's interviewed, but uh, but I enjoyed it. I had a great time. And uh, Dwayne is a good guy. And he's a great guy to talk to about this particular issue. So um, Dwayne is married to Andrietta and they have four children. So um, he and I, we kind of bonded over that a little bit because we both have four kids. And uh, man, we're both trying to raise up our children in the knowledge of the Lord and the grace of God. And so uh, Dwayne is a good brother. And on his podcast, on the, the Bar podcast, you get these snippets of his life and of his story. And what you find out as you listen is that his own spiritual journey has brought him out of the charismatic movement into the reformed camp. And so um, being a, a, a NCTer myself, a New Covenant theologian myself, I've got a lot of camaraderie with the reformed guys. Uh, we share Calvinism. We share a lot of the same theology, certainly a love of scripture. And so I cannot wait to dig in to Dwayne's personal story and his spiritual journey and to find out just how God brought him out of the charismatic movement and also to get some wise wisdom for those who might be in the charismatic movement or who might have loved ones currently in that movement. So Dwayne Atkinson, welcome to the Think Podcast. Man, thank you for having me, man. That was a phenomenal introduction. I, I was like, who's he talking about? <laughs> well, brother, like, uh, you know, I, I really am a, uh, a big fan of the work that you're doing. And um, I know you've got listeners from all over. My listeners tend to be Christians who are looking to hone their skill in theology, in sharing the gospel, 
and defending the faith. And we all love a good story, especially mm. of someone who's gone on a similar journey, who's gone through that process of honing his skill of developing his theology. And I know your story is very compelling. So just let's just start with with this. What do my listeners need to understand about Dwayne Atkinson and your own personal theological journey? Well, I mean, you said start. That is that is a heck of a way to start. Uh, what my listeners need to, I guess, know about that is overnight. Um, a lot of times uh, when we are, you know, we're studying theology or we are uh, in a place where we think we know everything, um, we think it's a, you know, a snap finger and everything is 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 there, you know. And, and a lot of times uh, current believers or people that are understanding sound biblical theology, they want uh, people that aren't in that camp to turn overnight uh, or to, you know, snap a finger and it all happens. Um, my, my favorite part of my story, uh, which I'm sure we'll get into more detail, is uh, a good friend now. I love him to, to life now. Uh, Justin Peters. Uh, Justin Peters has a YouTube clip or oh, several YouTubes talking about the charismatic movement and all of the false things in it. And I watched it when I was deep inside the charismatic movement. And I wish I could say it was a finger snap and I was out because of that message. But at the time I was like, man, that, that, that guy don't know what he's talking about, man. He's putting guy in the box. So I think that's the biggest thing, man, just to understand that it is a journey. It is a, a, a thing that God takes you through. And honestly, for me, I think it was with the purpose uh, so that I can relate to people that are going through it, that relate to people that are looking for a way out. And also uh, be a seed to people that aren't looking for a way out, but say, oh, you know, that's something that's something different. Dwayne, Dwayne is talking different. He don't decree and declare. He's not, you know, naming and claiming, you know, so it's a seed as well. So that's those are some kind of, uh, I guess, things people should know about my journey uh, in the beginning. Yeah, thanks for sharing that, man. Now, you grew up in the charismatic movement. You know, what what was that like? Um what were some of the the distinctives of that movement that were a part of your life that aren't a part of your life anymore? Sure, sure. So just a, a little correction. I didn't grow up charismatic. I actually grew up uh, Baptist. Um, and but when I uh, when 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 I got saved or when, you know, God changed my heart, um, I discovered uh, charismatic movement and uh, actually Pentecostal charismatic Pentecostal. And so uh, I was on a, a previous interview. And I figured out why. And this this is me and you again with our sports thing. So when I got saved, uh, the first thing I did was I turned on TBN. And, you know, me, right now we can say, why would you do that? But th think about it like this, Joe. We're, we're, we're athletes, right? Where is the best talent, uh, talented athletes? Where are they? They're playing in the pros. They're on right. TV. And they're on TV. Exactly. So... I didn't realize it back then, but the reason why I turned to TBN is because they were on TV. And I thought, wow, if they're on TV, they're playing at the highest level. And so I listened to mm -hmm. the Joel Osteens. I listened to the TD Jakes. I listened to the Creflo Dollars. I listened to the Joyce Myers, thinking what they're saying has to be right because they're on TV and they are playing at the highest level. So that was the beginning of my journey. Uh, it was in my mid to late 20s. Uh, and, and, uh, when I found that found, discovered that, and then I met my wife in South Carolina 
and moved to one of the biggest, well, the biggest church in South Carolina, uh, Redemption World Outreach Center. Uh, and they had uh, the pastor there was on TBN again. Picture, picture, picture. So when I was there, I was all in. And what that means is I, I believe in uh, speaking in tongues. I also participated. That's something that I no longer do, but we'll get into that when I get to the end. I also believe in uh, naming it, claiming it, uh, you know, and, and it all what a lot of people from outside looking in to understand is they use scripture, just not in the right context. There, these guys. Uh, it depends on. I always say it's it's a pyramid scheme. The guys at the top, I think they understand what they're doing. The guys to the medium and down, I think they're just doing what they see on top. Which mean, which means a lot of people are being deceived by, uh, you know, their mentors not knowing that they're not using the scripture correctly or not being properly trained. Because even those charismatic groups they also have biblical schools they also have training where they teach you how to pull text out of scripture use it any kind of way to benefit you and so that's another thing i don't do anymore <laughs> by god's grace um and so uh while there i you know like, like we talked about on my podcast man I, I i i went i went all in i grinded i i was on the staff i played in the band i taught middle school um I taught middle school ministry uh, for the boys. Uh, I did so many things, you know, and I got engulfed, man. I was, I was, you know, they knew my name, you know, I, I traveled, you know, if we, we were on TBN. I was at TBN one time. And so I was head no, nose. I mean, I was all the way in the charismatic movement, um, believing in uh, what they call the slaying of the spirit. When somebody laid their hands on you, you fall backwards, uh, believing in, uh, uh, you know, I mean, we, we all agree God still heals, but the difference is, uh, God does it, man, man does not, you know, uh, it's all through God's work. So I still believe that God still heals, but I don't believe in the, the guys that claim in their laying hands and things are happening. Um, and there's another thing that I was thinking about that I used to believe and it was very prominent. Um, I can't think of it right now, but it's so much, man in that culture and it's a cultural thing i mean it literally is a cultural thing like you you you're fed it you you know you receive you think oh prophesying that's it prophecy modern day prophecy that is something that i used to believe in uh you know and that and all that goes back to the sufficiency of scripture because when you need a modern word that means the word of god isn't enough and so that was something i went through uh, where I would chase, we call it, you know, you got to get your word. God going to give you a word, you know, go to different settings and different people that claim to be prophets, uh, call you up and, and prof prophesy. And then whatever they say, you run with it. I know countless people that have made life changing decisions off of someone's air quotes prophecy. And, uh, that's, that's another thing that I don't have any dealings with, uh, or respect. Um, because to me, that is a disrespect to God's word uh, when someone claims that God has said something to them today. So, uh, yeah, that's where I'm at, man. So what were the top factors that really made that change for you? You know, what what made you question it? Yeah. What made you finally leave? Sure. So it was uh, really it was what what the whole thing is built on. It was the money, money manipulation. Um, seeing that firsthand, seeing sitting in meetings where they plan 
events to make people emotional. Uh, sitting in a meeting where the pastor say, hey, uh, you know, when it, when the spirit get high, I need one of y'all to jump up and put a dollar on the altar or put a hundred dollars on the altar so everybody no can way. see it. Oh, yes. Yes way. Yes way. Yes. Yes. That's and unbelievable, man. No, that that is so that was the beginning, man. Whenever I started seeing the the staged uh manipulating for money. And then, you know, even with prophecy, you know, we got a hundred dollar line, you get in this line and you get a prophecy, a thousand dollar line, you get in this line, you get a prophecy that's going to change your life, you know? And, uh, you know, I saw all those guys in person. Like I met, uh, uh, um, uh, Eddie, Eddie Long, you know, he's no longer with us. I met, you know, uh, Miles Monroe, another guy no longer with us. Um, um, Mike Murdoch, all of those guys when I was at that church and all of them had the same, it was always the same theme, raising money. sow a seed, you know, expect a harvest, you know, give to receive. So those things were the turning point for me because I was seeing people give rent money or, and, and be evicted. You know, when they said, you know, you give your last God's going to bless you. I see in people. So car notes, uh, or car payment and, and getting getting repo, but I see the pastor, you know, with the infinite, not the infinity, uh, the Audi uh, coupe, white, all white with rims on it. You know, no problem whatsoever. I didn't see him give a dime, but uh, that's what started my turn. Um, and then you know, another the the part of that turn actually prompted me to start a Facebook group. And I meant to tell you this on my podcast because, you know, you're about apologetics. I started a Facebook page called Be Not Deceived. I'm not sure if you've ever seen it, but Be Not Deceived uh, was a is a Facebook page. I mean, it has a lot of likes now. It's, it's in the 220,000, something like that. But that Facebook page came out of me tired of being deceived by false teachers and uh, so money, definitely seeing the money manip manipulation was the turning point for me coming out of that movement. OK, so you you got saved in your 20s. Um, how old are you when you're starting when things are starting to, to change? Your eyes are beginning to be open to the manipulation, the fleecing of the flock. How, mm -hmm. how old are you around this point? Um, I had to be probably early 30s. I think maybe. Yeah, I, yeah definitely like 31, 32 um, I'm currently 38. So if anybody was wondering, well, I'll be 38 in January. Um, but yeah, so around my, my, my early thirties is when I started to, to see the inconsistencies, started to see the manipulation, the fleecing of the flock, uh, and things like that. Okay. And by the way, side note, I like how you kind of rounded your age up because, uh, you know, we're, we're at the age now I'm 36 where it's like, man, how old are you? Uh, I don't know. I'm like, 38, 30. Yeah. Six. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm somewhere in there, you know, whereas my kids, I mean, I'm exactly, you know, I'm this, I'm this age and, and, uh, but you know, you get to a certain age and it, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I just ain't 40 yet. That's it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Under 40. That's so it. when you left charismatic Pentecostalism, you didn't lose your faith. I mean, I know that. And in fact, it was quite the opposite. So where'd you wind up? What was that transition like as you're you're leaving that church with yeah. all those real big TBN names. Where'd you wind up and, and how'd you end up there? Okay. So I, I wish I could say, you know, uh, I went right to the right place, <laughs> but I was so uh, right. angry with uh, the manipulation and, you know, angry with, 
you know, the falsifying of the gifts. Um, I kind of kind of was in a what you call a limbo, man, where I was looking into fundamental, you know, being a fundamental Baptist. It's like, hey, you know, ain't none of this, you know, King James only, you know, none of this is real, you know, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, so but uh, in that transition, me and my wife, we left the Hughes Church, went to a much, much smaller church. It still was charismatic, um, but it wasn't on the Mac, the, the great you know, the, the big level where, you know, it, they, they really were, are trying, we were, and are trying to teach the Bible. Um, just, they miss it in some, you know, some of the theological things. Um, and, and it's funny to watch, but that's actually where we ended up going while being there mentally in myself. I was like, yo, you know, I'm fundamental Baptist, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and it's an interesting story. I was working for the city of Greenville, uh, I was in transportation as a ops manager. And one of the uh, guys that worked in the office heard me talking to somebody about uh, Calvinism. And it was funny because, you know, at the time, you know, I was like, you know, Calvinism, you know, I'm going to figure out a way to debate somebody to, you know, to beat them, you know, <laughs> when, they, oh, when yeah. they, you know, I'm going to figure out a way to, <laughs> you know, so I was, he heard that conversation. He said, hey, you know, you want to learn about it? And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm gonna learn about it so I can turn it around and and beat you at it, you know. <laughs> and so he pulled me in his office, literally uh, every day at lunchtime for an hour. We would sit in his office, uh, and he went through the Westminster Confession, and literally line by line, line by line, he would say it, you know, read it, turn around, hey, you, that makes sense, sure, you know. If it didn't, we'll stop. We'll look at the scripture references. And uh, after we finished, I literally was like, hmm, like, I think I'm a Calvinist. Like, <laughs> I think, I, you know, I believe in wow. the doctrines of grace, you know. And, you know, I was like, man, I agree with all of that, you know, except the baptism of babies. You know, we still don't get, to get together on that. But anyway, <laughs> I, you know, that was my that was my like light bulb. And so what he did uh, when we finished that, he said, here, check these resources out. He he told me about the Ligonier app, told me about the, the Grace to You app, told me about the, uh, um, um, uh, golly, I can't think of his name right now. He's in Ohio. Uh, True for Life, True for Life app. Um, he told me about, you know, uh, podcasts, you know, at the time, I think it was uh, uh, Christocentric was really hot at the time. So he gave me all of this stuff and I just started like just devouring, eating, 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 I mean, going hard, listening to it every chance I get, listening to sermons, listening to teaching, YouTube, got my notebook and my TV. And, uh, and, and that's, that was my transition out, man. Um, and, and, you know, we visited a few churches, uh, even went to some Presbyterian churches. I did a lot of Presbyterian Bible studies and, and all of that, man. And, uh, and, and we just, uh, just, me and my wife, you know, she was a little bit harder to come out. I, I don't know if you want me to get into that part of the story, but, um, but, but that's what, uh, that kind of was the transition out of it. So you guys didn't necessarily see eye to eye right away? Not right away. <laughs> <laughs> Not right away. Um, because you know, with women, man, it's, it's, it's a little bit deeper, you know, um, sure. It's a little bit deeper, you know, they're more emotional, you know, and charismatic feeds on emotion. Uh, if you notice the movement, it is very, it's, it's women driven because women, you know, they love emotion, you know, and charismatic is, it, it's, it's all about a feeling. It's all about, you know, that feeling. And so with her, uh, and then she was in it longer than I was, like I said, I started out Baptist and, you know, she introduced me to it. 
And so with her, it was a little bit longer. Um, and we're still we're still working through some things. Um, but uh, I always tell people the story of like, you know, the day she kind of like the light bulb kind of went off. So I, I am not I mean, you, you me and you, we've talked for over an hour now, almost over an hour. You, you know, I'm, I'm very laid back. I am not the forceful type. You know, my my combative uh, uh, method is 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 real chill. You know, I'm not aggressive. And so with my wife, I use that same temperance um, where if there was an opportunity, I would bring it up. If she say, man, this girl did this. Did well, you know, this ain't, you know, da, da. you know, I would just use my opportunities wisely. And then I did something real slick. I started playing like Steve Lawson. Uh, preaching sermons, you know, in the mornings when I'm getting ready to leave. And like at the time she was working from home. And so it just kept playing one morning and uh, and she called me. She was like, you know what? I believe in the doctrines of grace. I was no like, way. wow. <laughs> Steve Lawson came through. Steve but, Lawson. Steve yeah. Lawson does not disappoint. Oh, I'm telling you, never, never, man. And and so that was uh, that was that was a major turning point uh, for us, man, because I've witnessed uh, literally like no a couple that are divorced because the husband discovered sound biblical theology. The wife was a lifelong member at a very uh, charismatic Pentecostal church where they the pastor has said from the pulpit, you don't need to read the Bible. I will. I will interpret it for you. I've witnessed a couple literally go through divorce over that, where she leaned on her pastor and, you know, it was whatever the pastor said. And because he wasn't in line with that, they're not together. So by God's grace, man, we we were able to go through mm. and um, and things changed for, for the better. Wow. Thank God for that, man. Thank God for his protection. Right. I mean, yes, sir. Yeah, that's I. I still remember the first time I was when I was in seminary. I remember. Um, I, I don't. I don't remember exactly what we were talking about, my wife and I, but I mentioned something like you know Calvinists like us, or as a Calvinist, and she stops and she looks at me and she goes, "You just referred to yourself as a Calvinist." <laughs> I said, yeah, I, I guess I did. I guess I did. And um, I've shared some of my story on the podcast before in the Think Podcast, but I actually knew that I was a Calvinist. Uh, I became a Calvinist under the teaching of an Arminian professor in seminary. Really? He was trying to disprove Calvinism. And I'm listening to him explain it. And I'm, I'm thinking, oh, I agree with that. The Bible teaches that. No, right. that's actually true. And, and I'm raising my hand, asking these questions going, I think I believe that. And he, he, he wasn't too happy about it. I'm but, sure. Uh, but I mean, the, when the word speaks, man, uh, we have to listen, right? Right. And so, man, I, and I, I give you uh, a lot of credit and I, I'm rejoicing with you as I hear about how the Lord's protected your marriage and, and allowed you both to walk on this journey together. That's so exciting, man. So what role has hosting the Bar Podcast played in your own ongoing journey? Oh, man. It has played an unbelievable role. Um, you know, by God's grace, we've had some amazing guests. Um, one that everybody always seemed to bring up when they see me is the Mark Dever uh, show. And Mark Dever, literally, when we got on the phone, like me and you just got on the phone, uh, before we recorded, he said, okay, uh, where do you guys go to church? How can I be praying for you? What are you doing spiritually? Like, he legit cared about my my salvation in my soul, like legit, like 
before we hit record. And then while on the show, uh, I was asking him about because he he used to be agnostic. Uh, I guess is how you say agnostic agnostic. Yeah. Before he got saved. And I was telling him about a friend of mine at work that was agnostic. And he said, he's like, so have you shared the gospel? I was like, yeah, well, not really, man. I'm at work. And he's like, he's like, man, I, I pray that Dwayne uh, has a passion to share the gospel with his friend, just as, as passionate as he is about the podcast. And that was a punch in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> because I really, I, I'm really passionate about podcasting. And, and that is just one of many instances where the podcast has sharpened me. Um, uh, talking to guys like you, man, get me excited about podcasting when I see people doing it, when I see people, you know, making headways, talking to local pastors that are pouring out their hearts and souls for people uh, in their area. Um, it, it sparks something in me. Um, hearing, I love the, the book question because that inspires me to read. I'm not an avid reader and I'm not, I don't claim to be, my listeners know that, but hearing the books and people be excited, all of that stuff, man, it's like a, every week is like a, a, a pep talk or, or a bump up. You know, I know it's for my listeners, but I enjoy it just as much mm. as they do. Amen, man. Amen, man. That's so cool to hear that about Mark Dever. I've heard similar stories of him, visits that people have, have had with him where he, that brother is just not afraid to call you out. Nope. Uh, he just, he, he doesn't mince words. He just tells you like, like it is. And it's a blessing, you know, because he, you know, he's doing it out of brotherly love. So, um, exactly. Very cool. Very cool. Um, you know, I wanted to just ask you one quick follow-up question yeah. about, you mentioned that you, when you were in the charismatic movement, you had spoken in tongues. Mm -hmm. Now I've never done that. I've been in Bible studies before where people were doing that. Um, I kind of cautiously asked the Lord for, for that gift, uh, before, but you know, I've never, I've never pursued it really. I've never experienced it. Mm -hmm. Um, now, when when you had that experience when you're speaking in tongues because i think sure. a lot of our listeners might be thinking might be might be wondering <laughs> this was that authentic was that what was that were you thinking <laughs> did you lose control you know what what was going on there oh man so <laughs> that's a great question i don't know um it, it so okay let, let, let's back up um i believe the tongue spoken in scripture is actual language um so that that is my theology. Yeah, that's you know, what coming mean, into play. Right. Yeah, and it's it's an actual language uh, that was understood. You know, uh, um, you know, the day of Pentecost. You know, they they understood what they were saying. Um, the uh, what do they call it? I forgot the technical term for tongues. Um, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So with that, it is a it is a mixture of emotion, um, for sure, because you know I was. The same way, praying for tongues, praying for tongues, and I, I I worked myself into emotion. I was riding driving on the road, worked myself into emotion, and then you know they teach you to say you know ba 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 or da 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 or you know, and so it just I just started doing it. I I believe one hundred percent to this day that I was it was a conscious effort. I don't think that I was overtaken by anything and it started coming out. It's an actual conscious effort, but because of the work of the emotion, is where you know, the, they say the, the spirit comes or whatever, which at the end of the day is an emotion. And what helped me understand that is when you hear a song that really like just, mm, you feel the hairs on your neck, you know, 
I'm, I have that same feeling about secular songs. So that's what let me know it can't be the Holy Spirit. Or if mm. I watch a movie that really connects to me, I have that same feeling. I, I'll tear I'll tear up over a sports movie in a heartbeat. That's mm-hmm. that's exact same feeling that I have, you know, in the charismatic movement. It, it, it that's why it can't be the Holy Spirit because it's an it's an emotional connection, uh, which you know you you're attempting to make a connection with God, but it's more emotion, and and it, it's literally like you are, you know, you know, you're doing it. You're, it's not like something's coming through your mouth or you just open up and just they they claim that's the experience. But I've never experienced that. If that means I never had tons, but so would be it. <laughs> <laughs> You're okay with that? I'm good. I'm good. Give me so. English. What what sort of pushback have you gotten? Did you get any pushback when you left that movement, or were you able to just sort of leave hassle free? So, um, because it was phase, phases, um, pretty much hassle free. Uh, every now and again. Um, you know, I'll make a post on Facebook and somebody from that camp may make a comment. Uh, I know a couple just right off the top of my head. They'll make a comment, you know, to try to combat it or whatever. And, you know, I, I engage them for a little bit. Um, but nothing major like, you know, no, because because I'm not from here and nobody here is family, you know, except my my family. Uh, I have no like like like, you know, you was talking about not having a lot of empathy, like like I have no whatever, like. You cannot like me. I, I'm good. I'm I'm still walking, <laughs> you know. Um, so not really a lot of pushback. Um, I've engaged with a couple of folks uh, from that camp here and there, um, even because to be honest, be transparent. We still uh, visit the uh, the smaller charismatic church because the pastor is such an awesome guy. Like he is a genuine, awesome guy. I mean, if Lord knows if we could help his theology, he'd be. Mm-hmm the man, but he's just a genuine, awesome guy. So we still, I still go around. I still around them. We still have fellowship um, because they're, they're Christians. They're brothers in Christ, brothers and sisters okay. in Christ. Like they're, they are say like some people go to the extreme and say that they're not Christians, but no, they, they are uh Bible believing uh, brothers, sisters in Christ. Just, just, you know, have to work on their theology. Uh, and I think God will in his own time, but um, no, no major, no major, nothing um you know the big only thing i was worried about was my wife you know if, mm. if you know if everybody else fall out and it's just her i'm good like i'm I'm straight <laughs> right on, man right on it, it really puts into you know you were talking about that couple that got a divorce it really brings to light those passages where jesus says you know unless you hate your closest family members for my sake you know you really can't follow me mm-hmm. and i remember you know there's that one verse and i have to look it up to tell you where it is but there's one verse where Jesus literally says, you even have to hate your own wife. And I didn't know that it said that, Dwayne. One time hmm. my wife and I were talking and, and that verse came up and I'm like, no, 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 that's not right. No, no, Jesus wouldn't say you have to hate your wife. And, you know, of course he's speaking in relative terms. Um, he doesn't mean literally like hate and abuse your wife. What he's saying is you have to love me so much that you hate your own wife by comparison. And I'm like, no, you know, Alisa, it can't say that. Jesus wouldn't say that. And she literally opens up the Bible and shows me where, where it says that. And I'm like, wow, that just rocked my world, man, because that's the level of devotion and uh, allegiance that Jesus requires is, I mean, you know, the biblical view of marriage is there's, it's the highest possible human relationship. So to say that Jesus wants a level of allegiance that is that much higher that 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 husband and wife love is 
practically hate by comparison. I mean, that just goes to show you, man, that that's the kind of commitment that he wants. And so um, kudos to you guys both for being able to work through this and uh, and travel this road together because, um, I mean, I know where your allegiance lies and it's just, it's such a blessing when we can lead our wives and the Holy Spirit grants us uh, grace and favor with them navigating mm-hmm. through these, these uh, through this terrain, you know? For sure. So I've really enjoyed this conversation. We've had two conversations now, one on your podcast and one on mine. Um, before we wrap up, Dwayne, what advice would you give any listeners who may currently be in the charismatic movement or maybe they're mm-hmm. in another, maybe they're not Pentecostal, maybe they're Anglican, maybe mm-hmm. they're uh, evangelical, maybe they're non-denominational, but they're being influenced by the charismatic kind of theology and practice and speaking in tongues and, and um, you know, the, the sign gifts of healings and, and things like that, that are unbiblical. Um, or maybe they're trying to wrestle with whether or not they're biblical. What advice would you give to somebody who's where you were six, seven years ago? Well, so my biggest advice uh, would be, um, is, 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 really strip away that stuff. Just, you don't not like just mentally take away tongues, take away signs, take away all of that. And if, if you don't have, you know, the, the living, breathing word of God, word for word, line for line, then you're in the wrong place. So many people in those camps build everything on sign gifts, on speaking in tongues, on prophecy. And that is their foundation, not the scriptures. They don't know the scriptures. They don't they don't they don't know them for themselves. They don't read them. They don't study them for themselves. So my advice is to strip that stuff away. And if it's not the living, breathing word of God there uh, as your foundation, then you should reevaluate things The the scripture. God's word, living, breathing, the word in the Bible is uh, it's the foundation of everything. It is the, the life and breath is what we live by. Um, and, and, and I'm sure you agree. I'm sure you agree. Amen. The, Amen. The, the difference. Here's the thing. The difference is with that alone. Do you still feel like you are saved? Because some mm. people believe they have to be. They have to have uh, have to be born again and have to have spiritual at the spiritual birth. You know, we speaking in tongues. No. If you believe Jesus Christ is the son of God, died for you in your place. Rose again, sitting beside the father and he left us not a prophecy, not tongues, but his word to stand on. That's how you know where you need to be. Dwayne, thank you so much for that. And thank you for joining me on the think podcast man i've really enjoyed this conversation how can folks connect with you and then feel free to tell us about any projects that you're working on right now okay man so um the best way to connect with me personally is uh on twitter Dwayne 21 uh instagram Dwayne 21 um and uh the podcast uh the bar podcast on uh facebook the bar po- the bar underscore podcast instagram twitter and we also have a website the bar podcast um and up and coming man um we're, we're really you know hand to the plow man uh the bar 
the, the podcast is one of many. Uh, we have a network of podcasts. The bar is kind of like the launch pad for all the other podcasts. Um, and with the bar podcast, we keep, we, we, I don't, I don't know if you've seen, remember the Titans, man, you know, we, we still run, we run that veer every, every play, man, uh, yeah. because it, it works. You know, we, we, we interview great guests. We have really good conversations and that's how we do the bar podcast on the bar podcast network. That's where you can get a little, you know, outside the box. We got just thinking they handle, uh, as Virgil and Daryl, they do the, the, uh, cultural events, uh, a lot of the, the the racial reconciliation stuff they combat it from a, a biblical worldview. Then we also have uh, pastors discussion podcast on the network. These are two pastors that get on and discuss you know just things in everyday uh, life of a pastor. Then we also have uh, uh, Kaleoscope two uh, great women uh, talk about you know ministry um, and uh, counseling uh, one of them is certified in counseling and they talk about that and, and just good nuggets for women especially when it comes to women that have been abused or battered uh, both of them are survivors and have really good content and then we have uh, Truth and Fire the podcast which is a dynamite sister that just uh gives you truth and fire pretty much every week um and so i uh, would advise you to check out all everything on the bar podcast network and you find all of those podcasts on the bar podcast.com and uh man thank you so much for having me on your show man this is awesome and i really appreciate it brother it's my pleasure i learned a ton thanks so much for sharing your story and to all of our listeners This is not goodbye. This is just a stop along the way on your spiritual journey. I am very confident that something that Dwayne shared, whether it's his story, whether it's some of the theological pieces he was sharing, I know that's going to bless you. And I hope you have an opportunity to make an effort and put something into practice that you heard today. Put something into practice this week, Uh, even if it's just relying more on God's word and digging down and and really basing your life on God's word as the foundation and and really getting to the heart of what makes us saved, what makes us right with God. And that's the gospel message. It's nothing else. It's the life, death, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ in our place on the cross. And so um, I'm grateful to Duane for sharing that. Um, If you want to connect with the Think Institute, Simply go to thethink.institute. You can find us on Twitter at thinkinst. Find us on Instagram or Facebook at the Think Institute. I'm on all the platforms myself. You can shoot me an email at thethink.institute at gmail.com if you have any questions or uh, want to get in touch. Every now and then, folks do get in touch with me on there, and I respond as quickly as I can. Um, we've got some great episodes coming up for you in the very near future, so stay tuned to the Think Podcast. Thank you for listening, and until next time, I hope it made you think.